0: Further
1: ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Leaving up there.
1: You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not.
0: Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. Joined by professional better Raheem Palmer. As we're going to break down the Wednesday slate, it's time for the workshop. Each Wednesday, we get the lines out. As soon as they come out, we break them down. We do the detail. We talk through the best bets. We go through what factors go in to making these picks with Raheem. Break it all down. You can also find this podcast on YouTube, on the Action Network YouTube channel. And if you want to listen to it later, you can check it out on our podcast feed for buckets. Just search for buckets wherever you get your podcasts. We want to remind you that Whenever you're betting, you want to be tracking your bets in the Action Network app. It is the award-winning app that helps you track your bets, find out where Raheem's putting his money in, it's got where the money's coming in, where the t- where the line is moved from, uh, expert analysis, you can track futures and props and everything. You're going to love it. I Trust me, you're just going to think it's awesome. Download the Action Network app on your mobile device today. Make sure to check out all the great podcasts in our network, including Big Bets on Campus. If you like the NBA, I'm sure you like college basketball college basketball uh, is covered on big bets on campus with Stucky and Collins. So check out that one. Also make sure to check out uh, the main action network podcast feed. That's for NFL, mostly with some other sports sprinkled in. We've got a new hockey podcast that just went up line change. We've got football slash soccer podcast, Wundergoal. all sorts of great ones. Check it out. Uh, you can find the action network podcast, Twitter account, and that will get you set up with all of those. All right, Raheem, are you ready to
1: break this down in the workshop? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely ready. Born ready, excited. Let's go. <laughs> All right, what's your first pick for Wednesday? We're going to go with the under 216 in the Minnesota Timberwolves-Washington Wizards game. This is at 216.5. My model makes this 213.5. First things first, when you look at the pace, Minnesota is 10th in pace. When you look at Washington, they're 24th. But if you go to dunksandthrees.com, they actually have the offensive length of possessions where Minnesota is 12th. Washington is actually 29th. So I'm expecting a slower pace game. But then when you dig into the numbers even more, you have two teams who are, are playing good defense. Right now, Minnesota is third in defensive rating over the last two weeks. They're fifth in defensive rating in their non-garbage time minutes according to cleaning the glass. Washington, their defense has slipped a little bit But the offense is just 24th on offensive rating over the last two weeks. So I'm just not seeing a really high scoring game. Minnesota, their half court offense, they're only scoring 85 points per one hundred possessions. And when you look at Minnesota's transition offense, which is where they thrive, that's where Washington thrives in defense. So I like this under, I think it's a little bit too high.
0: I hate it when we're on the same page as much as we are. This was definitely not going to hit because, because of how much I'm in line (laughs) with you. Um, So I I like this for a number of reasons. Um, You mentioned the pace, right? And like, I think that number on dunks and threes is probably going to be more valuable to us than we think it is because the pace metric is often estimated, right? It's a, Mm they calculate a certain number of like, that was a shorthand that they used when we didn't have tracking data, but we've got other numbers now to be able to keep track of that. And dunks and threes is actually tracking. That's like a number I've always wanted to see is how long does your possession take? Because if you're putting up a lot of shots early in the clock, like that you're just going to be that, that gives the, the opponent a lot more opportunities um, overall in the game, like those possessions. And if you drag a team out defensively, it kind of like balances it out a lot. Um, one thing to note here. So the wizards and Wolves in the under is 26 and 15. So we've got a healthy margin there on both teams on the under the under is 13 and seven for the wizards. And the under is 13 and eight for the wolves. I've been mean, betting a lot of wolves under's, Um, That's been like a go-to for me. Part of that is because of their defense. Their defense, I think, is really underrated. Um, If you look at on Synergy, they have the third best half court defense. Like this is why almost all the time I'm like, my numbers will come out on an under for the Wolves is because majority of the time the Wolves get stops. They struggle and sometimes in um, transition plays, they do play an aggressive style, but I think that works versus the Wizards. The Wizards have not looked good offensively over the past, I don't know, seven to 10 games. They've really struggled. Like here's one um, EV analytics.com, which I love. They actually give you team total tracks last 10 games for the wizards. As they've kind of hit this slide, the under is seven and one on the wizards team total in the last 10 games. That's balanced by the fact that the wolves are starting to get their offense going. Like that's been the progress. Like I'll just tell you, I'm going to be on the under in this game. I'm also going to be on the Wolves. Like I'm I've got a pretty big edge here on Minnesota, based again off of that half court data. Like I'm actually a little bit surprised that the Wizards are favored in this one, given where the Wizards are at. What do you make this number? I'm sure yours is pretty close to it. What is what does your model have the side at for this game?
1: I actually have this closer to one than I would say three. So I actually agree with you here. And I, I just think where offense is, is really struggling. And then I, I think the, the Timberwolves have really found something. Like you said before, I think you mentioned this earlier on in one of the Buckets podcasts. They had some bad matchups against the Clippers. They lost two of those. And I think that skewed their numbers earlier on in the season. I think this Wolves team is better than what people think they are. So they had some good wins. They had a good win the other night against Indiana, coming back from a non-point deficit at halftime. They beat Miami last week. I think Minnesota's the better team, and they're better in form right so. now. I agree with
0: that. Sometimes the opening numbers can be a little bit weird. Like they'll pop at a certain number and then they'll immediately disappear and come back up. Um, We've actually got this track as opening at the earliest spot at two and a half. It's three and a half everywhere that I've seen it now. Um, Does that make you nervous at all? Like, how how have you felt this season in particular about fading steam? Because it's gotten me to where I like I'm a little spooked by it at this point.
1: Um I'm a little spooked by it, but at the same time got in close in line value on so many games and, and lost it outright. So I, I just think you kind of have to just trust your own process and I think it'll even out. We're still early on in the season. It's still it's not even December yet. Yeah. So I don't want to overreact to, you know, what I like a small sample size, is. we got it, plenty of time.
0: Is that different from NFL? Right, because there's so much money that comes in on NFL relative to NBA, right? And every single book is taken so much and it's over the span of a week that if a line moves against you in NFL, do you think that's a lot more meaningful than it is in NBA?
1: I think when it comes to the NFL, I think it's the one sport in which the public has their say. And when you look at the NFL, like a lot of the sharper moves are actually coming earlier on in the week now. So when you see that line move, like I give you an example, the Rams just played the Packers. A lot of sharp money on the, on the Rams, plus two and a half. It pushed them towards the favor. I think they closed at minus two. But at some point, there's value on the Packers. The Packers actually ended up winning that game and and dominated outright. But that was a real sharp move. And I I think when it comes down to it is that at some point, there's value fading the steam. It's just when it gets to that certain point. So you kind of got to look at things on a case-by-case basis.
0: You always want to go case by case. Your case by case, Raheem. What's your second pick for the Wednesday workshop?
1: I'm going to go with the Philadelphia 76ers against the Boston Celtics. I think this line is way too high. I know Robert Williams is scheduled to come back, but Jalen Brown is questionable. I think the big thing in this matchup is that Philadelphia, they should be able to dominate inside. The Celtics are 25th in opponent field goal percentage at the rim, giving up 66% at the rim. Joel Embiid should be able to dominate. He has had two games back. One of the things I like to look at is how teams played their last couple of games. And the Sixers kind of got a bad rap because they kind of let Orlando off the hook, let them back. They had to come back against Minnesota, who, like we said before, is a great defensive team at this point. Um, so I think if they close out those two games, I think this is an entirely different spread. I just think they have some advantages over this Celtics team. So I'm going with the Sixers plus two and a half. I think they might even win this game outright.
0: Okay. All right. We are on the other side here. Um, I guess my, my, my concern in large part is based off of the Sixers half court offense is good. Like it's top 10. Um, that's a thing that it's like, it's, it's top 10. Um, but they haven't been necessarily as stacked as you would expect and consistent. Like they have a lot of opportunities where they kind of drop. Um, um yeah can't pass out of a double team he can't pass out of a double team the celtics got horford and robert williams to throw at him like they've got these opportunities Do, does that seem like at all like that i would say think that the celtics in particular um have a a roster to combat him as seth curry kind of cools off like don't we kind of think that the Sixers' overall success early looks a little bit more flukish after the last? Like they're cooling down rapidly.
1: They are cooling down rapidly, but I, I think you have to remember that MB missed almost two weeks, and then so I mean Tobias Harris missed some time. This team they haven't been healthy, and I think this is the healthiest they've been for a while. Even Danny Green missed some time. So, as much as they're cooling down, I just don't think they've they've had a full roster. So, yeah.
0: and then I I'll say this. So, like, my the numbers I, I tend to use on here is based off of basically estimating um, performance against what the other team runs. So, if they're a, uh, if they're a fast, if they run a lot of transition, and they're facing an opponent that is a really good transition team, it's going to dock them the number of possessions that they're that they're estimated to have in transition based off of what the two teams kind of average. That's like how my numbers are working, and again, like Raheem's model is is a lot more sound and tested. I'm testing driving this thing the season. Um, Like I will say, if I power rate this versus average team spot, you're at like I Mm -hmm. I actually come out with Celtics as a three point dog in that spot. Interesting. Um, I think this is probably going to be a stay away for me. I don't trust. Don't trust the the Sixers. I really don't like they're the way that they played without Embiid. It just a lot of this, it felt like they rose up and were playing really well. I'm not sure how much the roster makes sense. Like Maxi's been incredible, right? And the the Celtics have been better, but they're also like they've been so inconsistent. This feels like two inconsistent teams. I don't know how you can feel solid on either one of these.
1: Yeah, I do think the Celtics are really inconsistent. I, I just I just think that when I look at the advantages, like the Celtics are 18th and half court offense. Yeah. So it's just like yeah. to me, if you're if I'm getting points with the better offense and then like Jalen Brown's not Robert Williams hasn't played. So he's like coming back. And I just, I just think it's a tough spot for for the Celtics, but I also think it's a a good bounce back spot for the Sixers who are are going on a a nice little road trip right now. And they start off the road trip with Boston Atlanta and then the Hornets twice. So I think if if there's a spot that I want to pick for this road trip where they bounce back, I, I think, I think it's here. All right, those are Raheem's two
0: best bets. I want to bounce two off of. Okay, okay. Uh, we have an absolutely insane number that popped on the board. I can't. I am. I was like, I had. I double checked it like four times. Uh, Hornets Bucks. The total pop at two thirty. Like, I went back and I was like, "That yeah. like that can't be right." Uh, so I went to the books. I'm like, no, it's it's two thirty. I haven't I haven't seen two thirty. in a, in in. In six months, Raheem. <laughs> this is the first time I've seen a 230 in a long time. I don't remember. Like, I don't know. I'll have to check in 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 Bet Labs, one of the great products we have over at the Action Network. I don't know if I've seen a 230 this season. Um, one, can you get to this number with yours? And two, like, I understand that this feels like bait. Yeah, it's a, like a really high number, but that like the books are not laying a stupid number, but. I don't know. Like I'm gonna be on. I, I'm just. I'm gonna be on the. I'm sorry. This is 2:30. Is so outside the boundary of everything that we've seen this season. We're seeing it regress back, right? Like Austin had a, a great piece for us over at Action Networking, finding NBA tracking about how the overs are finally start. Like last week was the first time that the overs hit the majority. Um, we had that crazy Rockets um, Hornets game involving the same Hornets team, right? That went into the 280s. So like we're seeing some offensive regression. But, like, this is a switch who I think is struggling defensively for sure. But Milwaukee is back to full – not full strength, without Brooke. You know, they're still a really good defensive team now that they've got Drew back. What I, let's just go here. Can you number, and do you
1: think the under is a good play? Okay, so I make this total 233. Okay. And it's like when I look at this game, only Don't. concern I have for the over is can Charlotte score, to, score enough? Yeah. Because – when you look at what the look, the Hornets just gave up 146 points to the Rockets. Yeah. The Rockets were sh- like I watched that game Saturday night and the Rockets shot almost 60% from three. Like they literally could not miss. The, they gave up 133 to the Bulls. They gave up 115 to the Timberwolves. They gave like this team is just struggling so much defensively. And then when you when you dig into the metrics, the Hornets are giving their 24th and opponent three-point frequency. So the Bucks are going to get their threes, but they're also twentieth in opponent field goal percentage at the rim, which means that Giannis is going to get whatever he wants at the rim. So the big problem is can Hornets with the Bucks? And I, I think right now the Bucs right now they're just playing great defense. Right now they're playing their first in defensive rating, giving up ninety six points per per own possession. So if I'm looking at this game, I'm thinking Bucks team total over. But I, I just. Like I can't really touch touch a full game over if the Bucs are playing this well defensively. Because
0: I think with the Bucs, like the only Bucks bets I've played have been them in division spots lately, because their numbers are so skewed by being without Drew and Chris and Brooke and mm-hmm. Portis and DiVincenzo and George Hill. Like they were so banged up for basically the first three weeks of the season that I think all of their numbers are truncated on both ends. And so I don't feel like i I can get a good projection on them. I'm curious about like about the two thirty three about like so you like like I mean, that bends towards the over. yeah, um I mean, a lot of this is just like deep I mean, do we think that the let's see the total the team total on this, this is it's an eight point spread, right? So one fifteen uh four and a half it's gonna be let's be like 119 do you like the over at if it's like 119 and a half on milwaukee yeah. like do you feel confident that milwaukee's just definitely gonna put up 120 men
1: yeah I, i'm kind of there i mean like i'll make it 119 exactly and then when you like when you look at those pace metrics when you look at those offensive time of possession the hornets are first in offensive time of possession the bucks are tenth. the bucks are eighth in pace the hornets are, are third so this is probably going to be a fast-paced game. And I, I just don't see how the, the Hornets actually score in the half court. So it's just like, to me, if they want to score, they're going to have to score in transition. But that's also an area in which the Bucs actually defend well. Yeah. So, so, and then when you look at the Bucks individually, the Hornets' half-court defense is 27. The Bucs is seventh, And so I, I just, it, to me, it seems like a scenario in which the Bucks should be able to get whatever they want offensively. Um, So I'd be looking towards that team total. It's
0: just such a hot, like you look at all these other numbers. It's like 218, 217.
1: Maybe if you're not playing some team total, maybe this is probably a good game to be looking at Giannis overs or, or or, um, like Middleton overs or something like that. Mm, Just just like isolating the players in this situation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then the last
0: one though, just to get your perspective on it, so Rockets are playing Thunder. Rockets beat the Thunder last night. Rockets are feeling good. They've won three in a row. They benched Daniel Tice. This is a duplex spot where they just played a game and they're playing again. We've seen consistently over the past two seasons, it's tough to get two wins in a week. Like this has been a, a, a trend that has been playable over time. Um, I was expecting, I think it's really, it, it's really interesting to watch the line on this, right? So um, last night, on Monday, we're recording this Tuesday night. Day, Houston was a two and a half point favorite. This has moved to a three point favorite for the Thunder in the rematch. So they're in OKC. It moves from Houston to to OKC. You expect that, right? Like that's basic. It's not. Um, what do you have home court mild that the season? I've got to like the the average the average league wide. This is not like a complicated metric, but like the average league wide is basically like two point two. Um, it's it, the highest it got for a while was 2.8. And so, um, I'm updating it like every night and just using, a, a, the standard average on it. Um, if we use the standard of three points, which has kind of been like the historical average, then this makes sense, right? Between two and a half and three, you just shift it in the home court differential makes sense. Um, given that we saw the Rockets beat them by 13, just a minute ago, we know that it's not going to change, right? Like the power rating is not going to change in this game. Like yeah. they're not going to be like, oh, the Rockets beat them, so we're going to change it. That's not. How I that
1: actually have home court at four point two six points, which is shocking. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Um. All right. So if we apply the four, that puts it on neutral. That sounds about right. Um. I don't know. I kind of lean towards OKC here. I kind of want to fade the push on Houston. I don't necessarily think that that result the other night was indicative. I, I will say it that it wasn't. I've still got kind of, I will say like my numbers have liked Houston just because their defense has been better. The problem with OKC is OKC and wins is just like an entirely different creature than they are in losses. When they are in losses, they look like the most helpless, hapless, like useless basketball team on the planet. And when they win, they look like a really plucky Shea Gill, just Alexander, Giddy, like all these type of things. What do you think about Rockets Thunder?
1: I think when you look at the game the other night, the big thing is that Oklahoma City was seven of forty three, sixteen point three percent from behind the arc. That's just like that's not going to happen. So I think that that that's pretty much the game right there. And look, I mean, oh, Houston's defense. So I actually like this this spot. I think we we speak about all the time those duplex games. They're great spots for. Team, the second team to bounce back, and I think you get a positive expected value proposition. Like, with the, the three-point shooting, I mean, Oklahoma City, is thir- they're 29th in the league, shooting 31% from three, <laughs> shooting 16% from three. So I, I think this is a good bounce back spot. I like
0: it. 211.5 is the total. I've got it over at 218. So I'm, I'm probably just going to play the over on that.
1: I liked the over the other night just because I felt like Houston was actually kind of spreading the floor a little bit more. Yep. And, but I, I want, like, I started to wonder as I was watching the game, did that say more about the Hornets <laughs> than anything else?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say this is an interesting time because we're starting to see teams kind of revert, right? We had that first month of the season where the Wizards are a case of this. Um, I think the Sixers are a case of this. You're starting to see teams that started off really hot, kind of cool. And teams, like the wolves were a team that were, I'm going to be interested to see where their lines go. Cause they're like, they're winning now. And the defense is solid. Um, watching that kind of stuff is going to be interesting to watch. All right. That's going to wrap it up for Wednesday workshop. Raheem's plays are the Minnesota Washington under and the Sixers as a dog versus the Boston Celtics on the road. Uh, you can check all of Raheem's picks out in the action network app. Make sure I download that right now. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week for another edition of Wednesday Workshop, our Friday happy hour via props episode. Check that out in the podcast feed. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at HP Basketball. Raheem is at...
1: D-J-R-T-O-D-A-I-Z-Z-A. Raheem Pomerang, I know how it's going down. Action Network. We'll see you again next time on Buckets.